0: To the week nine DFS edition of the Fantasy Football Brothers podcast. My name is Blake. I'm joined with my younger brother Carson, and let's get it right into it. Last week we talked about some of the players to look for, and some of them paid off, some of them didn't. Uh, this week we're looking to improve, so let's start with quarterback.
1: Yeah, and I'll, I'll mention some really cheap guys at the end if you're really wanting to go cheap at this position, but as people that you feel like have a more safer floor and hopefully can you know boom for you because that's that's really what you need in dfs you need your player you need all your players to boom honestly so setting yourself yeah, up the best like, you can
0: for example emmanuel sanders who we talked about last week did the opposite of a boom he busted yes that was bad um sorry but we, we'll
1: probably talk about <laughs> him later but for quarterbacks um i'll actually let you talk about him more because you have him in your lineup as of right now but derek carr at 5900 walk us through that thought process i guess
0: well, now Derek Carr, he's really had nothing sexy to his name this season. Besides the, I mean, it's it's basically the yardage amounts. Yeah, He's got over 300 yards in five of seven games. And that's a three-point bonus like we talked about last week. If you get over 300 yards passing, you get added three points to your total. So his DraftKings value is always a little bit above 20 points 22 23 points so i like his floor i think that between the giants and the raiders it should be a competitive game so i think there's the opportunity for passing uh, in that game so i like Derek carr from that perspective and at 5900 there are certainly uh, worse options at around that price
1: yeah, I definitely agree because a lot of uh, players at that price point, you're hoping they throw like enough touchdowns. But with Carr, he just throws all the yards, and then you know him getting more than two passing touchdowns is just an added bonus. So I think he's a good play as well. Um, yeah, and
0: he's and he's proven himself good for at least two touchdowns in all but one game. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. I like him. We'll
1: move on. Talk about Kirk Cousins, sixty-two hundred. Um, if you watched our matchup preview, where they did a little bit of analysis against the. Baltimore defense Baltimore allows the most passing yards against and uh like we've said before and we'll talk about it more as we like talk about other skill position players but stacking uh players as far as getting a quarterback and getting some of their receivers is a good strategy in daily and you know Thielen and Jefferson are both extremely fantasy relevant receivers so I think that I like what Cousins could give you as far as versatility um I guess I can move on to the next one unless you have anything to add specifically about him.
0: Uh, well, just the thought that you know we saw him struggle against the the Cowboys last week, and I think that, you know, he's been he's been pretty reliable leading up to that game. So I think he bounces back, especially in a good matchup with the uh, with the Ravens. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the next quarterback we'll talk about is
1: Dak Prescott. at sixty nine hundred. Uh, first game back since uh, week seven, I guess, or week six. Uh, because he was on by week seven and out week eight, but 6,900 is not a very expensive price for Dak Prescott. Um, he, I mean, he's he's eclipsed 7,000 before this season with his pricing, and he's facing the Denver Broncos defense, which unfortunately scares you even less with the absence of Von Miller as he was traded to the Rams. And again, I think he's a quarterback you can very easily stack with, and he's currently the quarterback I have in my lineup. Um, so I just like his floor a lot, and I think he Dak Prescott has a tremendously high ceiling, so I think he's a good daily pick.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. We've already seen him go over 400 yards twice this season uh, and under over 300 one additional time. But yeah, I mean, Dak Prescott's extremely talented occasionally. We haven't seen it a lot this season, but he does get involved with his legs some, uh, and then, yeah, his pass catchers in terms of stacking opportunities are really good. Uh, we see that Amari Cooper is fifty seven hundred uh, for his salary, and that's extremely low considering his ceiling. Yeah. So that that I think that's a I think that's going to be a popular stack this week.
1: Yes, and then uh, the final main quarterback, I guess we'll talk about, is the most expensive quarterback in daily this week, uh, Josh Allen at eighty two hundred. It's all because you're you know, you're know, paying for a QB1 in a tremendously good matchup against the Jaguars. And again, um, you could pay high on digs, or you got options like uh, Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley. So you're paying the most for the quarterback that you can, but you're most likely paying for the QB1 of the week or someone close to it. So if you're wanting to spend a lot of money here... Um, he is priced the most, but I think he's still an extremely safe pick, and that's why he costs so much. And I guess just to wrap up, I'll do some the two quick picks that I mentioned earlier if you want to go really cheap at quarterback. Um, so Jordan Love at 4400 and Tarod Taylor at 5000 Jordan Love is so cheap because this really wasn't accommodating for Rodgers to be out, and he's in a decent matchup against Kansas City who have allowed... Uh, just have been overall a really poor defense uh, this season. And to Rod Taylor, it is in his first game back since Week 2, where he started the season pretty strong, and he's facing a Dolphins defense that does not scare you at all, as they have allowed uh, the second-most passing yards against a game and second-most total yards against uh, per game. So those are the two options we say are extreme value picks at this position yeah
0: I expect especially in that Houston Miami matchup I expect it to be high scoring similar to uh, Thursday night's game this week because it's two not great defenses and two offenses that you know are capable of putting up points so I think it's a good matchup for DFS because there's going to be a lot of points scored that's my prediction on that game
1: Agreed. And I guess we'll move on to running backs. And I'll start you with someone you have in your lineup right now. Uh, Miles Gaskin at 5,800.
0: Yeah, so Miles Gaskin, and we've talked about him in our regular season show too, but uh, we're looking at his game log here. Last week, 8.5 points. The week before that, 17.7. Week 6, 3.4 points. Week 5, 31.9. So based on that. A-B-A-B type pattern, (laughs) he's due for one. I mean, in addition to that, some real analysis. uh, Houston's rush defense is second worst in the league. They're allowing just under 150 rushing yards per game. Miles Gaskin technically is a running back, and he can also catch the ball. So I think there's an opportunity here. I mean, he's got, uh, looks like, 20... 24 targets in the past a game in the last four games wow. so that's six targets a game he's averaging in that stretch i mean that's that's a good that's a good amount and then at the same time he's getting 10 to 15 rushes in those uh in those past two games so yeah i think that he could definitely burn you but given the matchup and and them being down Devontae parker I, there's an opening for Miles Gaskin to 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 deliver on that pattern and and have a boom game this week.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, next running back, we'll talk about someone who's only a hundred dollars more. Devontae Booker at 5,900. Saquon Barkley has been ruled out in this game, and I personally like Booker a lot because the Raiders' defense is much easier to rush against than pass against. Uh, they're t- ranked 28th, so they're really bad in allowing the most rushing yards per game 131.3 and uh, just in the games that booker has filled in for saquon i guess the last four games he's had double digits every single week has even hit 20 points once so i feel like i mean you're you're wanting to go for players that can boom for dfs as we've already talked about but a lot of players at this price range you're kind of the boomer bust and i think booker has a good floor a very reliable floor in saquon's absence and he also has the ability to boom and get you uh, high teens or 20 20 points or so at a relatively cheap price. So that's why I've been looking at him as a potential option uh, for DFS this week. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and I guess the next running back we can briefly talk about is Damien Harris at 6,000. Not an incredible matchup against the Panthers, although they are easier to run against than pass against, so that's good for Harris. Um, uh, the only thing that makes me nervous about Harris is that he just doesn't get much work in the passing game, but his his floor is insanely good of the amount of rushing yards he gets each game, and he's on a streak of four straight games with a rushing touchdown, and that's what will allow him to boom. Um, so I think you can trust that, and that's why I like him a lot this week, and yeah, I'll give you your next guy, josh jacobs at 6200
0: yeah so with josh jacobs being healthy expecting him to play a full game uh the giants are just a good matchup for running backs uh allowing 123 rushing yards per game Uh, and then the other part of it is that he is on a touchdown streak of his own he's got uh, three touchdowns in his last three games uh, and I mean, besides that, I, I like the matchup and obviously we talked about Derek Carr. So in those moments when, you know, maybe Derek Carr gets down the field towards the red zone and he's already thrown two touchdowns, so he can't throw anymore. So he has to <laughs> give it to Josh Jacobs and, uh, and then he finds his way into the end zone. So maybe that's how it goes down.
1: Yeah. I like that too. Um, as far as now we're getting more of in the tier of players that you're spending a lot for this position, um, I'm really really only going to mention one guy in depth here just because I feel like there are a lot of good value picks that would be worth getting over these, like, well-proven RB1-type guys. But Ezekiel Elliott at 7,000 I think is a good choice against the Broncos, um, as we've already mentioned before, of Dak. uh, Not an incredibly strong defense that is weaker without Von Miller. And last week against the Vikings, Zeke didn't do amazing, didn't do awful uh, had 11.3 fantasy points, but I expect him to bounce back even more. And I just think that this is going to be a pretty dominant game for the Cowboys at home. And, uh, I mean, there's still six players more expensive than Zeke in DFS this mm-hmm. week. So I think that he's still a good choice. Um, do we have anything else at running back that we want to highlight specifically? Um,
0: I'll, I'll quickly mention Christian McCaffrey at $8,000. Now, if Christian McCaffrey, his his peak of the season so far came back in week two, where he was priced at $9,900, that's nearly a fifth of your entire salary for one player. <laughs> Obviously, we know the talent of Christian McCaffrey, and we do know that going into this game, he is expected to be on a pitch count of sorts. Um, he'll be getting a reduced number of snaps than he normally would um, just because they don't want to you know, re-aggravate that injury but the reality is that at $8,000 we know what Christian McCaffrey can do and even with limited snaps, it's a pretty good matchup against my Patriots so I would not be surprised if McCaffrey finds his way into the end zone a few times in that uh, reduced role that he's going to be pl- having
1: Agreed um, I guess we're ready to move on to the wide receivers. And I will start with Hunter Renfro at $4,800. Um, we have already talked about the rug situation. I don't want to pull too much from that. Regardless of that situation, Renfro probably will get even more targets. Um, but he's been just very reliable as a fantasy player this entire season. And for some reason, he's never been more than 5,000 Dollars in DFS, and this
0: week he's four thousand eight hundred, as I already said. So yeah, 4900 is his uh, season high. Peak.
1: Yeah, I, I just don't know. He's just not a flashy name. We've talked about him before in the past, just being like that. But he gets heavily targeted. He's very reliable. Um, only two reception touchdowns, oh, two receiving touchdowns this season. So that's not a ton. But you're getting someone that has an incredible floor, just based off of catches and receiving yards. And then if he finds the end zone, that's a boom. And you're only paying 4800 for him, so I like him a lot at that price. Um, let's see, next one. I guess I'll let you talk about Christian Kirk a little bit at 5300
0: Yeah, so here's the thing with Kirk. We already know that AJ Green is going to be missing this game, and DeAndre Hopkins is a game-time decision. Now, obviously... Uh, Kyler Murray is also a game-time decision, so there's kind of a lot of things that have to break right in order for Christian Kirk to have a big opening, a big opportunity in this offense, but I do think if you can figure out a way to make all those things work out and line up for you i think christian kirk has a huge opportunity to, to be the number one receiving option in that offense especially if kyler's available i feel less confident about it if Colt mccoy plays um you may want to pivot elsewhere at that point but even still he's going to be the number one guy if hopkins misses so that's that's a name to look for it's just it's a difficult window uh considering they're the the latest game uh along with green bay and kansas city
1: Yeah, it's definitely a risky strategy, but one that could pay off incredibly if all falls your way. So I think that's interesting. Um, I'll lump both of these Bills receivers together, Cole Beasley at 5,400 and Emmanuel Sanders at 5,600. We talked about Emmanuel Sanders last week. He had one target and zero catches, but I don't buy it (laughs) at all. The Bills are facing the Jaguars. This is just like an incredibly heavy passing offense. Uh, against an extremely weak defense and this is just really cheap for these two players where Cole beasley had 10 receptions for 110 yards last week um we won't talk about sanders last week but he's been kind of a touchdown monster uh
0: leading both i think, I think sanders i think sanders was on a he was on like a veterans day off right Maybe, yeah. He, he just knew that they they didn't need him that game, so he just decided to take the day off without letting anyone. Let, and letting showed, anyone else it, know. It does show he got targeted four times, so maybe maybe Allen was confused and was throwing at him at the bench. Oh, or, yeah, that could have happened. I, I guess know. four targets, but still zero receptions. Um, yeah. Uh, tough day at yeah. the office. I expect him to bounce back. And the other part of this is that you may expect if Buffalo is dominating the Jaguars, which likely will happen. Uh. it it, they they don't tend to rely on their running backs too much even in those blowout wins so i i do expect josh allen and the bills to continue passing the ball kind of just like that uh that meme where and maybe you can include it in the video portion if you want to but there's a there's a meme from the simpsons where this kid in the crowd is like stop stop he's already dead (laughs) yes i don't know if you've seen that but i have um, that reminds me of how Buffalo treats their opponents with their passing usage.
1: Yeah, and I think that's that's great for fantasy. Um, so yeah, keep an eye on those two. Next player we'll talk about maybe just briefly. Brandon Cooks, uh, kind of for all the same reasons we talked about Terod Taylor, and he could be a decent stack if you go that route. Brandon Cooks is like the only fantasy relevant option on that team, mainly because he's the only option in that offense. <laughs> um, so I think that he could be a decent play, sixty one hundred. Not the
0: cheapest, but you know he has a good floor and has well, moved before. Think, and you got to think too. So Terod Taylor being back is obviously a, a benefit to him. Yes. It's better quarterback play, even though Davis Mills has kept Brandon Cooks pretty reliable still. Uh, but then you th- then you look at who's above Brandon Cooks at sixty one hundred and above. I mean, there's not a there's not many players there that you feel better about, I would argue. Um, Mike Williams has been inconsistent. He's $1,000 more, for example, uh, and he has a tough matchup this week. Um, I mean, Devontae Adams is $8,200. He's going to have Jordan Love throwing the ball around. We don't know if that's going to be super reliable. So I I really, you know, at that price point and with his ceiling, I, I think that there's a pretty good opportunity for Brandon Cooks to have a good game in DFS.
1: Yeah, and we'll move on, and I'll throw out another stack option that I mentioned before. Uh, Amari Cooper at 5,700, and CD Lamb at 7,200. I just think that, for my personal lineup, I have Dak and those two as a stack. I just think that, I mean, they got it done with Cooper Rush, and now, <laughs> last week, whenever Dak was injured, and now Dak's just going to be even better. And I think Amari Cooper... If you just go for one of these guys, I think Lamar Cooper has incredible value at 5,700. And then, you know, Lamb has proven himself, and I don't mind spending 7,200 on him either. So I think that's a very strong duo. Um, and we've already talked about the Broncos offense. We keep on harassing my favorite team. But um, <laughs> I just think that it's going to be a really good day for that offense in general. And uh, originally, uh, be- because of the reasons we talked about Kirk cousins i had a stack when i was making a lineup at first with cousins thielen and jefferson but i just uh, i way prefer dak cooper and lamb for cheaper across those three players so but that's another option but that's just how I yeah feel.
0: cheaper cheaper combined not cheaper yes. at each position yeah across all um yeah and then the last one that I'll quickly mention and we didn't we didn't talk about this in pre-show but I do want to mention Marquise Brown I think that Mm -hmm. you know if he hadn't had some of those drops earlier in the season he could have a few extra touchdowns on his uh, resume so far he already has six Um, and in the last three games he's averaging just over nine targets I want to say Um, let's see 19 plus 10 yeah just just over nine right below 10 uh, targets per game and I with Minnesota being there we saw how Cooper Rush did. I it's a good matchup I like Lamar Jackson to find Marquise Brown at, for at least one touchdown that's just gonna be my uh bold prediction we'll say for this week
1: yeah I like it um we can move on to the tight ends this is someone that is extremely cheap so that would be a cheap option but should have a good floor because of Noah Fant's absence because he tested positive for covid um and will for sure be out this sunday we talked about him in the fantasy news episode uh albert and i'll try my best okwe Bunam, uh tight end for the broncos for 2600 um albert O. yeah albert O. I i just think that the cowboys are easy much easier to pass against and uh, Albert, as I'll just call him, he's had a games. I don't, I don't think he actually played weeks five through seven. Might have been injured, but every other game he's had a small handful of targets. And now the door is open for him with Fant being gone, and he's priced, um, you know, with Fant being there. So he's very cheap for what he should perform at. So I think that is a decent option if you're wanting to go cheap at this position. Um, yeah, I like that. Yeah, a similar player as far as just a cheap option would be Tyler Conklin for the Vikings at 3000. Um and we talked about him in week 9 matchup previews video. Uh I don't think he played in week 7, but other than that, I mean he's had games That was their bye more. week. Yeah. Okay, well, there you go. Definitely didn't play that week. Um <laughs> he's had even more receptions and he's just been sneaky good. Like he's had a game yeah. with seven receptions, 70 yards and a touchdown. And he was priced twenty nine hundred that week, like his price yeah, has at, not been raised.
0: Yeah, the thing about Conklin, I mean, he's got at least four targets in all but one game, and if he falls in the end zone with the amount of volume that he's seeing, he's gonna pay off for you at three k.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, we'll move on to. I'll let you talk about him, Dan yeah, Arnold at thirty four hundred.
0: Yeah, so. Like we talked about, obviously, it's a it's a rough matchup for the uh, Jaguars. But what we saw Dan Arnold do in last week's game against the Seahawks, where they also got blown out, he had 10 targets, 8 catches, 68 yards. So clearly, Trevor Lawrence likes him. Um, they traded for him earlier this season. So I think that Dan Arnold, at his price, obviously Jacksonville is going to have to keep passing the ball in order to try to play catch up with the Bills. I think that at his price, uh, I may like him a little bit better than Conklin, just because he seemed, I mean, he, he has a higher ceiling in terms of targets, but uh, obviously fewer touchdowns. It's uh, it's a risk at that price, but we're uh, we're just you know we're working with what we're they given us.
1: Yeah, um, I agree. I think that's another good pick. We can move on from there. Someone I'm not completely excited about, but Dallas Goddard. Um... 4,500 against the chargers this is the cheapest price he's been all season even when Ertz was still there 4,500 and last week he had six receptions for 72 yards so i think he has a really good floor if he finds the end zone he could boom i'm just not too excited about trusting this offense um but he is cheaper and i don't think he's a horrible pick
0: yeah, the crazy part is that we're talking about not trusting him in this offense when they scored 44 points last week. Yeah. But it was I, just all through the running backs, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: who we also do not trust, as we did not mention them, because who knows out of those three that are playing who will do the best? Um, yeah. We'll move on to Mike Gesicki at 4,900, and I guess I'll let you talk more about him. We've talked about this uh, Texans Dolphins game a
0: lot, but so it kind of goes that side. Yeah, right, these I points. mean. Well, because there is going to be a lot of opportunity for points in this game, I think Gosicki might go Gosicko mode. <laughs> uh, he's he's got he's been targeted very heavily in the games where Will Fuller and Devontae Parker have been absent. That is the case this week. Um, so from that perspective, I like his ceiling too. Uh, he's a twenty plus point scorer when he's uh, not even necessarily having to score in that game. He's got a game with eight catches and one hundred fifteen yards that allowed him to get uh just above 20 with 22 and a half and that's from the three point bonus of a 100 plus uh, receiving game so keep in mind that these players that are high in yardage can all can technically do better than a player who gets a few more catches
1: yeah and i'll let you wrap up tight ends uh by letting you talk about darren waller at 6200
0: yeah, I mean, if you're if you're not sensing a theme, I think the I think the games of the week that we're picking right now are oh, yeah. the Raiders Giants and the Texans Dolphins. Uh, I I do expect in the absence of one of their pass catchers that the Raiders are going to f- focus on Darren Waller more, like we talked about with uh, Hunter Renfro. And so we we obviously know Darren Waller's talent. I think that he is going to be. A pretty good option at 6200 now that is uh, 800 below travis kelsey and you can argue that he hasn't been much worse than kelsey so i, I like that play at 6200
1: agreed um we'll wrap up the episode we'll talk in about a few defenses i think we're getting a feel for this week that uh there's a few de- defenses worth spending up on uh i'll let you start i guess with the cowboys against the broncos at 3300
0: yeah, so I think since uh, since Washington is on bye, I can't pull up their stats right now. But we were seeing, I mean, the Broncos had multiple fumbles, not lost, but fumbles. They had multiple interceptions. Obviously, Dallas is expected to be leading this game, which does mean that likely Denver will have... Uh, plenty of opportunities on offense but that's more opportunities for a weaker offense without Noah Fant to you know struggle to move the ball and the other part of it is that they're just a they're a pretty good run defense um so i think that they can probably contain those denver backs and i think it's a good option at uh 3300
1: yeah and then we'll move on to the Saints against the Falcons in New Orleans at 3,700. I I think this one's even easier to explain. Um, the Falcons' offense has just been... The Falcons' team overall has just been abysmal, and they lost Ridley, um, their best option. So, and the Saints' defense has been very strong. I mean, they it was a pretty high-scoring game against uh, Tampa Bay last week, but you know before that they're they're holding teams to you know they're not letting teams blow up on them they're they're allowing some points but this is a falcons team that does not scare you at all so i think the saints at 3700 um are yeah. a great pick. saints saints playing at home as well along yes. with the cowboys and then this one's even easier to explain uh and the last one we'll talk about bills defense at the jaguars for 4000 and it's just like this Bills defense is incredible <laughs> and you're facing a offense that is ex- struggling uh really hard like your this Bills defense is all, always pretty expensive just because they're really really good and now they have an extremely good matchup so i think they're worth spending up for as well
0: yeah and especially if you're going cheaper it's like at the quarterback position or Uh, some of the running backs that we mentioned or even tight end you can afford to spend up at defense and that's usually a valuable uh strategy
1: agreed agreed so i think that wraps it all up um guess we'll just end with that
0: yeah um thank you guys for listening i hope you do well in your dfs matchups if you choose to play and enjoy the sunday games and the monday game following that so thanks for listening uh see ya